Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. This is a special podcast because if you want to get a glimpse of the Disney wish, this is your place. We welcome you to this podcast, perhaps the first to look at Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. David, Leah, and their family had the good fortune of a special complimentary preview sailing across the Atlantic Ocean as the Disney Wish left Germany and headed to Port Canaveral in Florida. While many things are still being readied for the unveiling of this majestic liner, David and Leah shared what they were able to experience and how it looks. From what they found is that guests are going to enjoy something unlike any of the other four previous ships. We'll cover what they're able to experience and what passengers like you can look forward to. Again, we appreciate you joining us. You might want to catch uh, some photos at disneyplay.com. Subscribe while you're there because it'll give you notice when we have upcoming uh, programs uh, on and uh, podcasts on uh, Disney at Play. And make sure you check out the Wayfinder group, as we talked about in a previous podcast, which we just had a couple of days ago, um, that dealt with the origins of Disney California Adventure 1.0 that got replaced 10 years ago. You may want to just check out our Patreon group, because there we have new exclusive podcasts, in addition to some really cool magical tools and interactive experiences that you can only get at Disney at Play. So be sure to check that out as well. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk to David and Leah about their experience on board the Disney Wish. So David and Leah, welcome. Let's start, give us some context for your grand adventures recently. So uh, we were able to uh, be guests, uh, complimentary guests of Disney on a recent sailing uh, of the Disney Wish. And so we thought it would be great now that the christening has officially happened to be able to share some of our experiences on the brand new ship in the fleet. Wonderful. And um, with that, give us the context. Give, let's start with the big picture because you've been on all four ships, the the magic and the wonder, the fantasy, the dream. You're very, you're, you just know these ships, both of you. So how does this ship in, in terms of how it's laid out, it's roughly the same size as the dream and fantasy, but how does it compare uh, to, to those two other two grand ships? I think it feels similar in some ways you can still feel the disney experience size right? wise it's only about 10 feet or so i think bigger feet, than the dream like and the fantasy um but experience wise we think that it feels like a totally different ship and that, that's not bad you're not going to get on it and say this isn't disney it's i think it works to the advantage of if you have been on many cruises and you said i've done the other ships or i've done the dream two or three times. I've done the fantasy a couple times. Do I need another Disney cruise? Is this just another Disney ship? It's another Disney ship, but I think it feels like a completely different experience in a good way uh, in contrast to the original four ships. Because most of the trips ahead for the Wish are really just four and three day traditional Bahamas, uh, 
uh, castaway key kinds of experiences. So what Correct. you're basically saying is, even if you've been there and done the whole Bahama castaway key experience, you're going to have a very different experience being on the wish. I think there it is an, a completely different experience on the wish than it would be on any of the other ships. I mean, really, uh, I don't know that there are many similarities that I could say these things are going to be exact. Not that the, the same things aren't there. Like they're obviously still a large entertainment theater for live productions, but it's going to be in a little bit of a different spot. You know, there's still guest services, but it's in a little bit of a different spot. And obviously everybody can look up those, those deck plans online from all the announcements. So it's not that the same stuff isn't there. It's just, um, uh, so if you ever watched shows on the Food Network and they're trying to, to surprise somebody and, and make a meal and they'll make something where they'll say, I'm going to make uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich deconstructed. And so they'll take all of the ingredients of a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, but instead of a sandwich with, with steak and onions, maybe they will core an onion and put some steak in there and then drizzle some cheese. So the same elements just made in a different way to kind of surprise you. That is, I think, a very good analogy for what the wish is like compared to the original four ships. We've done 11 other cruises. So we've been, we've been on the ships a lot and know them well. And this one was a whole different experience. We did not did not know where things were, and which was a little confusing to us because we we're just so used to it. We kind of assumed, oh, we'll be fine. We know where everything is, and everything is in different spots. And so it really did feel like a brand new cruise. It was it was really great. Yeah, that's very cool. I use the analogy that if you think of the magic and wonder as Disneyland, then the dream and fantasy land, or the dream and the fantasy, become more like Magic Kingdom. They're just bigger versions of the magic and wonder, kind of those two ships on steroids, so to speak. This ship is the same size, but it's more like now I've got, and you got all the same kinds of elements. You got, you know, you got a, a rotation of three dining experiences. You have, you have pools, you have a big theater, you have a place to go watch movies, you have the grand, the grand hall and all those kinds of things. But it's so they've got the same elements. You got like like in a Magic Kingdom, you got a castle, you got a Tomorrowland, you got you know uh, an entrance. But but they're all laid out almost like a, a Shanghai Disney experience as opposed to a traditional Magic Kingdom style. Is, is that kind of what I'm I'm hearing from you? Yeah, I think that's fair. I I think that like I said, it's not going to. I don't want it to sound like somebody's going to say, I love Disney. Is this not going to feel Disney? Because that's not at all what I'm saying. I just think that it is a, it will feel like a new experience, even to people that have sailed five, 10, 15, or, you know, there are people out there that have sailed with Disney 30, 40, 50 times. I think that this ship will feel like a completely new experience. And in fact, I would even go further to say that I think it'll be one that people will want to go on multiple times to experience everything where I almost wished that they were doing seven day itineraries because I would say mm. I would want at least a week to explore the ship because of how new it's going to feel. Where on the other ships, I can go on them and say, all right, on the dream, I know where the theater is. Yeah, the production might be different, but if I don't go and look around in the theater or if I don't go to this place, it's not necessarily going to be a deal breaker because I know that I'll have another opportunity. But here, I almost think, I don't know that four days is enough to explore all of the new things and the different uh, ways that they have moved things around and enhanced offerings on this ship. I mean, it is a, 
I, this is a you know total um, cheesy statement that people sometimes make, but a, a game changer in terms of how different it feels from the other four. But still, you can tell that Disney. We'll talk about this a little bit later. Really thought about this when they were making it. I mean, it's been almost a decade since they built a lot, their last ship. You can tell that they've been listening and paying attention and ready to make changes as they made this new one. And and I sense that it's not just layout of where a restaurant might be or where a kids club might be, but it's it is also the design aesthetic because you have a very a very comparable aesthetic in all four of the previous ships. Can you talk about just the overall design aesthetic? Yeah, I think it's more, uh, it's, uh, I don't even know necessarily how to describe it different, but yes, the design aesthetic is definitely different. I don't know fully how to describe that because design is not my thing, considering you can see the back of my office right now and what a mess <laughs> it is. Um, so I'm not the one that wants to be offering design aesthetic uh, opinions. It's, but all, it definitely, it's all lighter. It's lighter colors. Yes. It's, um, it just, it's more airy. I don't know. The other ships are more the, masculine. Yeah. And like navy blues and things like that. And this is just lighter. There's a lot of gold. There's a lot of white. Um, yeah, we talk about the the resort hotels having a kind of a cleaner, um, brighter, um, lighter look. Is right. it that kind of thing that you're? Yeah, that I think you so. Felt? Yeah, I think so. When you just walk into the, there, it's called the Grand Hall on the ship. Um, the other ships, it's called the Atrium, and that's kind of the big open space of the ship. Um, you know, that's where you come into the ship in the first place. You get announced. This one is, I think, is it taller? Is it higher? more stories but the staircase goes up higher than on the other ships and uh, it just it just has a totally different atmosphere i think yes. it just it just feels a lot different than than the other um the other atriums yeah. and there's a stage um which is a little bit different the other ships don't have the stage uh there's a little uh meet and not meet and greet but like an area a for characters balcony. to wave a little yeah. balcony yeah it just it just feels like a totally different space the Your other previous ships, convert, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. No, I was please. just going to say the other ships are all different from each other, but it's the same sort of space. This one just looks different. Yeah. You know, well, we're not using great words to describe it. It sounds to me, but, based on earlier conversations, it sounds to me that they thought through a lot of design decisions. So let's go to the stateroom. Yeah. And talk about how, how that, I mean, it's the, you know, it's only so many square feet. How is that different? Um, so that's previous staterooms. So that's, I think, where we first noticed, even on our first day, they've they've thought about this. Um, we, we should think say that our the, family always has a, a stateroom for five. Right. So we have the deluxe family ocean view stateroom with veranda. So it has the balcony and then it has the, the queen bed. It has the, the, the single sofa that flips to a bed, the bed that comes down out of the ceiling, and then it has a Murphy bed that comes down out of the wall. And on the other ships, we kind of felt at times, I'm not going to say it was tight because Disney staterooms are the biggest in the, in the industry in terms of standard staterooms. So it's not that it was tight because I know other cruise lines, you look mm -hmm. at square footage and you say, wait, they went for a week in how little of space? Uh, but in this one and those, it kind of just felt like at times with five people, like there were places where we wanted to get, but it got a little difficult if the bed was down or something like that. Yeah, this to one, work around the room, so to speak, to navigate this one, the room. It just, it just seems like, and I don't even know that I could put my finger on exactly what they did. Well, there's a but couple I think things that, that they, are switched yes, in, okay. in order, right? Okay. Like the, um, 
the connecting door. We didn't have anybody connecting, but the door has been moved to the other end of the room. In our state room. In our we state don't know room. what it would be like on the other side Correct. of the ship. And obviously, right. they, they and you were you had a balcony room, room yes. right? We yes. Okay. So that connecting door was a little further toward the window as right. opposed Correct. to which, up which, front. Which made it nice because because of the space they had to leave on the other ships for that, sometime that corner is kind of tight. And that just made left more space against the wall. Uh, something fantastic that they did, which Leah said, oh, they finally did it, is they labeled all the light switches, which sounds really silly, but we've been on 11 cruises on the other ships and it still takes us a couple of days to know, wait, what are we turning on? Which is this? Which is the light that's gonna wake up the kids, which is not gonna wake up the kids. And now they're labeled around the entire stateroom, which sounds like a really dumb nitpicky little thing but it makes it so much easier, especially when we are trying to get up before the kids or my son is coming back from the teen club late and is trying not to wake everybody up. He knows what light switches to turn on. Additionally, the light switches in the restrooms always used to be on the outside. So if you were trying mm. you know, to go to the bathroom in the, in the middle of the night, it was always this little cat burglar Turn on game the light, open the door. Can you squeak in and like slide your hand out and hit the switch? Now they are on the inside, which again, sounds like a dumb little thing. But after 10 years, if enough people say, why is the switch on the outside? They can change that. And it just makes for more functional. I think there's more, there's more storage space. I don't know how they did it but I think there's more storage space in these rooms. There was also a nightlight in the bathroom with the toilet. Disney has split bathrooms and mm -hmm. that nightlight was great because like, like David said, Jacob was coming in at 1230. Midnight. So. We were in bed. And so it was really nice to just leave the nightlight on in the bathroom. So then he had a light when he came in, they've also added lights. I guess I really paid attention to the lights. Um, they've added lights around the mirrors everywhere and mm -hmm. so that was an extra thing which is nice when you're putting on makeup or something yeah. like that um they've added usb ports next to the bed on and, both sides and and a couple of usb-c ports as well yes yeah that was nice um i do think the labels on the light switches are just on the ones on the desk they're not on the ones by the door but okay. there's only one by the door the, sure. the desk sure. is the rim one where i was always confused and i pressed them all not knowing what i was lighting up um, do you want to talk about the refrigerator? That's different. Yeah, so the refrigerator, at least in our room, you know, this is like this in all this, but in our room uh, is a drawer fridge. So a pull-out drawer refrigerator instead of just a standard little, uh, you know, mini fridge with the with the glass front on it that are on all of the ships. So that was definitely, I think that made better use of space. I, I just think there was a lot more. There was more storage. Lot, like, like next to the Murphy bed, there was a, a tall, there was like small little skinny drawers going all the mm -hmm. way up the length of the Murphy bed. So that's where the kids mm. put their stuff because um, it, I think a lot of times it's okay. You have five people. Where does each person get their space? And each of those little cubbies made it real easy for our younger kids to put their stuff, our oldest to put his shoes or something like that. Just, I felt that when we when we weren't in the room, even when the beds were down, it didn't feel like our stuff had just exploded everywhere. Well, especially with as long as we were on the ship, we we didn't have stuff everywhere. Right. It right. had a place. And it to was go. nights that it was all it was all put away somewhere. And so when the beds then did go up during the day, it wasn't like, well, we've got to move all this stuff to then be able to sit down on the couch. We didn't have yeah. to do that. Um, and so again, if you're thinking about cruising and you have a family of five or even of four. And you want it, let's th that space just felt like it was much more functional than it was in the past. And again, I'm not at all complaining about the other staterooms. 
because never in a million years, like I would take the other Disney staterooms in a heartbeat over some of the other cruise lines that have smaller staterooms when you have a bigger family. Yeah, so, we just yeah. thought it was interesting how they had thought about some changes that needed to be Just updated. changing the footprint and the functionality of some things made it much more useful in many different ways. The TV. The TV is larger. Um, it's a, I didn't measure it, but I mean, I've got to say it's probably at least a 30... I don't even know what the I difference is. I mean, a, a third larger <laughs> but, than the old ones. Oh, I mean, I would, I if it if it was less than forty inches, I'd be surprised. It was also um, in front of the bed. Normally, it's um, over on the desk area. Right in the so, pivot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so so it was nice if we were watching movies or if we had the you know the um, uh, the the bridge cam on or something like that to just be able to see it. So because sometimes those other little TVs felt kind of tiny, right? If you were watching something. And so if you do come back and you want to watch one of the theater shows at night, instead of going down to the theater, I mean, you could easily order room service, sit on your bed, relax, get under the covers and just watch that show. And it feels, I mean, it is a, it is a high def television, um, a high def flat panel television. And so those are not, those are not old TVs. They've recycled those, those puppies are brand new. Another change, which is silly, but the, um, the plug for the hairdryer is normally on the desk and it's been moved to the nightstand right next to the bathroom okay. so it's still out in the main room we assume they don't want to put there are no outlets or anything in the bathrooms themselves but our kids were sound asleep and i was able to dry my hair without waking them up now i know that's not going to work for everyone but at least i'm a little further away and i've got the curtain in between rather than having to stand at the desk right where their beds are so that was helpful and the and tell us about the bathrooms disney's always distinguished itself as a, a two room kind of facility how has that been so it's so, the same it's the same setup as before right. um you've got split baths so one of them has the tub shower and sink and the other one has the toilet and sink in our stateroom it was a rectangle tub with glass doors instead of the round tub with the curtains I don't know if it's like that in every stateroom. We've never stayed in a stateroom that didn't have a circle tub. So maybe there were others on the ship, but ours always had that circle tub. And this is a little easy. This feels more like a normal shower. And I was, again, I'm not complaining about the other stuff. Please don't don't misunderstand. Um, I was always fine in those other ones. I'm a big guy. Um, I always fit in those other ones, but this just felt like I had a little more room. Um, And I also think it gives you a little more privacy um, having the glass doors instead of just the curtain, but the bathrooms feel, I don't know if there's any other major structural changes to the restrooms other, other than that. Yeah. I think so your family, idea. your family and my family, and I think most families on the cruise line, the first thing you do after you've gotten on board is head to cabanas. So cabana no longer. It's now Marceline's Marceline market, Marceline's market, I think. Um, tell us about that experience. Marceline market is a lot different. Yeah. So this is actually, I think the other big thing we kind of wanted to talk about was the dining experiences. So, um, Marceline market is in as far, as far as I can tell without getting turned around pretty much physically the same spot that cabanas would have been, but what were your thoughts about it? Um, it was, it was an upgraded version. I thought it looked classier and that sounds weird maybe like I don't yeah because I think of Marceline I think it's going to be kind of this old-fashioned it is main street thing there's a lot of a lot of wood tones a lot of greenery um it does look more old-timey don't you think it it feels more like if you walked into that on another ship you might say oh this is one of the sit-down restaurants right like easily Mm. 
Um, and the other cool thing is it has a lot of Easter eggs that cabanas didn't have. I mean, cabanas had a couple, right? Cabanas would have uh, that big mural on the wall of Nemo and, and some fish and stuff. And then it or would the have, sand remember, sculptures of the it had, parks. It had the yeah. sand sculpture right. of the castles. But this had, you can actually see like a map outside in the hallway where you get off on deck 11. And it had little cartoon drawings of things. And so like there was one um, of Judy Hopps and her family from Zootopia. And then around the corner in the back, there was a little shelf, no signs or anything, just there of what looked to be items from the Hopps family carrot market or whatever that was called. So just really nice um, little touches like that where you could just explore. That's one thing that we really found that we enjoyed on the ship first time clearly, but a lot more opportunities just to walk around and kind of be surprised in little corners of, of, of little hidden details. But it did feel a lot more sophisticated is maybe a bad word, I think it's but it didn't feel tones. like it, it didn't felt... feel like a buffet. Well, because Cabanas is, is kites and bright colors and things like that. And this and seagulls and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, this is more like you kind of feel like you're dining in like an outdoor cafe, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Well, and they that's have the, interesting um, the flower pots and that kind of stuff as well. Right. When, we, ceiling, so. when we talk about, when I think of this Marceline Market, I feel like I'm in a, a food court. There's this food over here, this food over here, this food over here, as opposed to Cabana, which is a long buffet line. How how did it how did that tell us what really happened there? Well, but if you remember right, post pandemic, Cabana's changed a little bit, and they did start doing separate stations, not necessarily separate food, but separate stations where everybody did not have to stand in the same line at Cabana's. I think that was kind of meant for some social distancing, but also for some people flow. Um, Marceline Market did have different stations. But there then were also some things that you could get at each station. It kind of um, depended on the meal time. Correct. Like correct. breakfast, you could get bacon in more than one place. And right. I think it was more for lunch that it was separate. Like this one was Mediterranean. And so one... you didn't feel like you had to re-enter the entire line to get from. To no. Get, and in, and in fact, get... there was a big, I've if, if I remember correctly, and I guess I haven't been on the fantasy in six months but if i remember correctly even on the fantasy the little different stations there wasn't a very big break in between the stations you kind of yeah. had to still squeeze your way in that is yeah. not the case with these the different little stations they're standalone. Are, there's enough separation where one line from one should not back up to the other okay Correct. interesting so yeah. by the way one of the things you told me the other day david is one of the strange things was there the uh, uh the elevators on the back of the ship came up into the middle of the cabana restaurant. In this case, this ship holds not three elevator bays, but two elevator bays, mm -hmm. and they're pushed a little closer to the center, and now there's no more a center elevator bay uh, connected to what was the atrium. Yeah, um, and I actually loved that change. It was weird to get used to. For like the first day, right. but I think the ship feels smaller mm -hmm. because if you look at a map of the old the uh, like the like the fantasy and the dream mm -hmm. it's not split in even thirds by those elevators no they are so going from the aft elevators all the way to forward i'm not, feeling like forever sounds totally spoiled i'm not saying that but it feels like oh well there we have to go here from the two elevator from the from the aft or the forward elevators nothing really felt far away and i liked not popping up right into the dining room and having to walk through the dining room um like you do on the other ships yeah. i liked that i liked that change quite a bit it made it feel and, more like a restaurant that was yeah, that's yeah, separate yeah. yeah no we really liked it what's the real winner we think 
um, in terms of the quick service dining um, offerings mm-hmm. are the Festival of Foods. So the Festival of Foods um, feels like you are going to, I don't know. It's I mean, forward. It, it's at the other end of the It's forward. Show. It kind of feels like almost a carnival in a way where you would go to different food carts and get things. So they had pizza. There was the, uh, there was the ice cream. There were four. Yeah, Mickey's, uh, four yeah, Mickey's smoke, smokestack barbecue, Donald's yep. Cantina, Mexican yes. food, Daisy's pizza pies, Goofy's grill. I assume that's the hamburger and the hamburgers and, fries. and brats yep. and sweet minis ice cream was that was that the the, the that's just uh, the soft serve ice cream soft serve uh-huh. is there is there also an ice cream place that is on the other two larger ships yes one yeah yep. there it's, is it's, that too it's inside out themed okay oh so, that's right inside out themed that's right yep. but you really liked this little set uh, because that's never been my favorite other than the soft serve i've never been a fave well, fan of that that uh cars themed area or whatever it may have been yeah it was like flows cafe or whatever they yeah no um and we didn't mind those either but i don't know that i leah liked some of the wraps and stuff that they would offer at that on on the other ships but we often didn't go there by choice those were only for convenience well it's late let's go get some pizza or or, french fries or or (laughs) two on the french fries or you know the kids are at the pool we're hungry let's go get something we would intentionally wait until these festival of food stations were open because the mm. food was ridiculously good. The barbecue, especially, I mean, there were eight items maybe on this barbecue station. And then there was a little, uh, you know, stand where you could try different barbecue sauces, the Mexican. Um, they had sweet the, potato. What did they have at barbecue? They had sweet potato fries. Sweet potato the fries. They had some collard greens often. They had mac and cheese. They had cornbread. Uh, they Roast had it. ribs chicken pulled pork sausage and brisket i think is what they had um so and, it was a that's an extensive menu for just you, a little you, and then you skin. could obviously something you typically wouldn't do at a normal barbecue restaurant where you'd say i'll try a little of all of these i mean maybe you get a sampler platter but those are expensive here i could say i'll take a little bit of this i'll take a little bit of that i'll take a little bit of this um and then at the mexican station uh you know they had you could get a burrito bowl you could get a burrito you could get tacos but it was like a chipotle right where you would say i'll take this 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 and this and then they had a little salad a little salsa bar with like nine different types of salsa that you could put on as well and so we probably ate there more than ate at those little stations the burgers were great um i mean the pizza was disney cruise line pizza they but it was, it was a always lot of plant-based nice. things like what? at plant-based foods like yes, at goofy's yes. grill you could get a plant-based hot dog uh, I think there was a plant-based burger. I don't know if there was a brat or not, but anyway, there were just a lot of different options. Yeah. Um, the ice cream was great. I think it was a different ice cream than they have on the other ships. It was, I enjoy the ice oh. cream on the other ships. We get it constantly, but this was, yeah. this was really good. Um, and yeah, there also is, there also is next to that. There's a little bar area too, mm-hmm. where if you partake of alcohol, you could buy that. Or you could also get bottled water, or um, if you need canned soda for some reason, um, you could also buy that too. So that's that's kind of right right next to those as well. Disney's uh, one of Disney's hallmarks on their cruise line is this rotational dining. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, it's included a princess style dining space. Uh, the um, I, I want to say art of animation, but uh, um, animators palette. Animators palette. Mm-hmm. And then a third option, which has kind of ch- changed and shifted depending on the ship. Recently, they created a, a Rapunzel and Princess and the Frog type of dining experience. Here, they have Arendelle. 
tell us a little bit about what that that look and feel of that restaurant is is like. So Arendelle is uh, definitely for the Frozen fans. Uh, there are some really cool, I don't want to give it away, but some really cool winks and nods uh, to the Frozen franchise as you walk down the hallway to Arendelle. It so, feels like you're walking into the castle. Yes, but as you're visiting it, again, we don't want to give it away, but as you're walking down, as you always hear people talk about Disney, always pay attention, right? Make sure yeah. you're you're taking that, that walk down the hallway slow and looking at the stuff that are on the walls because there's some really cool Easter eggs there. Um, and so it's set up, yeah, it feels like you might be in a main dining room in the castle of, of Arendelle. Um, it's actually where we started off, I think, our first night. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, we, we really enjoyed it. I mean, it's very, it's very understated because here's the other thing. I also don't know that it feels like Frozen is being shoved down your throat, which I know sometimes mm -hmm. people have a concern. I hate Frozen. Is this going to be shoved down my throat the entire meal? And I, I don't think that it is. Um, so we definitely enjoyed Arendelle. I would say my favorite restaurant on the ship is 1923. Um, I think that's the one you will enjoy the most. That is a place where I think, um, I would say to you that that is a restaurant that if you Jeff have time to just wander for an hour or so on your cruise and they'll let you in to just explore, that's where you would love because or you suggested is... taking it in like during the breakfast, I would absolutely lunchtime do that. if it was open during that that hour and there are there's actually two parts to that one is a walt room correct and one is a roy room so you, i what i understand is you kind of want to check out both to yes. kind of get a sense if you have that option to dine yep. um of say breakfast or lunch so the yeah the reason this is cool is or i really appreciated it being a fan of being a disney fan and a, a fan of their animation and, i mean you are much more than me and know that stuff much better so you will appreciate it even to a higher level is uh, if you remember on, on the other ships in Animator's Palette, uh, at least in the, I, I remember more recently in the Dream and the Fantasy, they have all the little nooks and crannies on the shelves around that restaurant with like animation mm. maquettes and mm -hmm. little like books that they may have used right. in reference of drawing something. Here, instead of those, they have very, very intentional display cases They're like dividers with, between areas of the room yeah, yeah, yeah. That then are with, with concept art from the different movies um with some props of what something physical would have looked like like for rapunzel they have um the little satchel bag that flynn rider steals and puts the crown in and the crown is sitting on top of it they have some maquettes they have something really cool which my son noticed and i was so proud of him i wanted to cry that they have <laughs> um little animation cells but there's like five or six of them on clear glass that, that simulate the multi-plane effect of the multi-plane camera. And so you can kind of see what that depth looks like. Just some Very really cool. cool stuff. And they even have stuff from Sword in the Stone, if I'm correct, and if I remember seeing right, in one of the backs of the restaurant, because that is a large restaurant. Um, that's probably why it needs two sides. And so that is really a place that if you're a Disney fan and if you go crazy for Disney animation, that is the place that as you're at dinner and you order your food and you say, I'm going to go walk around and explore. And you have that opportunity to go just walk and look and admire some of those things. Cause I spent a ton of time and I promise you, I still didn't see everything. So that is, it feels very upscale too. Don't you think? Yes. And again, maybe it's the coloring. I don't know, but it just seems like it's a fancy. I thought it restaurant. felt very much stylistically like the Carthay Circle in Disneyland. Yes, I yeah, that's, that's a least, that's yeah, a great that's, that's a great analogy. The third is the world, uh, worlds of Marvel, which kind of takes over that animator's palette. There's a there's a high tech aspect to that. 
-hmm. and uh, and it's really uh, a, an opportunity to celebrate all all things wonderful about Marvel. Anything that stood out about that facility? So we loved it, but we want to be super careful about what we say. Just don't want to give away the magic yet. Well, well, yeah, correct. We don't want to spoil anything. Um, so if you have any Marvel fans in your family, you will adore that restaurant. And I would even go as far as to say, if you have people in your family, like my daughter, Lydia, um, is 10. Well, she just turned 11. She has not seen very many of, many of the Marvel movies. She still loved it. And so even if you have that person, kind of like Frozen, who doesn't love doesn't quite that, know it. that universe... I still think it's an enjoyable experience. We love the food. Uh, we tried one of every dessert uh, and we just said, bring us one of everything, which is what we like to do on the cruise because we just kind of pass it around then. Again, we'd never yeah. do that at a normal restaurant. Uh, so that was definitely, that that restaurant is a is a blast and I like that it's something different uh, and it's taking advantage of, of those Marvel properties. That one's got a lot of neat details too. It's got the Avengers A, you know, their logo, even on the edge of the silverware. Um, the mm. uh, the tablecloths looked like a circuit board was sort of embossed into them. Mm. I think even the napkins were maybe. Yeah, I don't. Course. Everything was detailed. It was it was really everything lent to the theme mm -hmm. of the experience. Maybe it's because we've been on the other ship so much that we've kind of um, become desensitized to some of those details. And I don't, I don't think we would. But I just thought that there were a lot more of those things that I was noticing in places that I went. I don't know that I remember something like that on the other ships in such detail. And so that's what we really enjoyed is finding those in little places that we didn't necessarily expect them. Well, I'll give you an example. Like the stairwells were, I, I don't know if it was every single one, but were themed. Like there would be, yes. here's a Peter Pan area and the carpet and the, the art matched. And we just so it wasn't just, it just different pictures as you went up and down the stairwell. It was right. more... Right. I think we just have a story for each right. floor. Yeah. We just noticed a lot more. And again, it might be because it was new. So we were looking out for things, but we just noticed a lot more of those, those details and, and little spots to, to find surprises. You know, we were on it for a while. Right. And we can't wait to get back on. So, well, I was two more, two more you. questions and finishing yep. up two questions. First is on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate this? Each of you. Oh, see, I always hate just kind of, <laughs> well, but I, but I hate being like over like, ooh, it was fantastic. I I loved it. I, I mean, think I we would give, give every it, Disney cruise a 10. Right? Yes, but, but I think I would give it, if I would give it anything less than a 10, it's almost like one of those things where a teacher says, I can't give anybody a hundred because nothing's perfect. <laughs> I, That's a we professor just have, you, David. <laughs> well, we just have more to explore. It's not that it, that it's not a 10. It's just that we have so many things that I say, oh, I wish we had spent more time there, or I wish we had done that, or I wish we could go back and do this. So that's my second question, uh -huh. because you are heading back in yes. a month or two. September. And yep. what is the one thing you're really looking forward to, either doing again or doing for the first time, whatever it may be, what do you look forward to uh, most on the upcoming trip? So I actually think for me, it's probably going to be experiencing more things with the kids because our kids were so, our kids are so independent on cruise ships that they kind of just take off on their own and which is fine. We're totally fine with that. Like we feel completely safe, but other than meals, there weren't a lot of things that we did family-ish together. And so I'm looking forward now to be able to go to an open house with my daughter and see some of the new things 
um, in the kids club that she has experienced and to do some of those kind of things. So I would say experiencing more things for my kids, but I am, I am ready to be able to um, just go back and say, okay, I knew that I wanted to get back to this one area, but I didn't, or I want to see that section, or um, it'll be neat to sit back on the spot that we sat at on that first cruise and, and, and do it again. Just, I am, I, I, I will be lying if I didn't say I started to actually look at pricing in early August <laughs> to see if we could swing getting on an early August. Getting it sooner. How about again. you, That's Leah? How... What, what do you look most forward to? I know you was being with the kids and, 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 and dumping David, but, but more than that, what else do you look forward to most? Um, honestly, kind of the same thing. I look forward to seeing it um, once, once the public is there, you know, and there's, it's the, the ship is more full and just seeing, seeing some of the same things that we, we got to experience now and just sort of re-experiencing and saying, okay, now that we're doing it a second time, is it just as great? And I'm sure it will be. Um, getting now we have some favorite foods right that we had in restaurants or things like that and so getting to just like we we go back on all the other ships all the time because we love we love them so much so it'll be great to go back and do some of the the things that we loved so much on this on this cruise well we'll see we'll see how that plays out when you when you head on your next trip and we'll compare notes as we go on our trip as well and i i can't begin to thank you for sharing your experience and just uh helping us get a sense of all that there is to explore on the Disney Wish. So thank you both. You are fantastic. And by the way, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm committing them right now. We got to get back together in a week or two because they also did Alani and they got to talk about their Alani trip. And uh, But I got to give them a chance to catch up back at home. It's been a busy summer. <laughs> it's been a busy summer. So be, thank you both and uh, look forward to chatting again soon. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right. Again, my gratitude to both Leah and David, who not only gave a great uh, context for what we can all look forward to in terms of the Disney wish, but to also just appreciate their friendship. They are truly uh, great people and fun people to be with. And uh, and it's, it's very exciting to see something as marvelous as this uh, that Disney is bringing. Uh, to uh, to guests who are taking advantage of the cruise line experience. If you've not done the cruise line, seriously, folks, you really trust me. You got to do this. Uh, you just have to do it. Well, at any rate, that wraps it up. Again, check out our Wayfinder Society. Check out Disney at Play.com. Photos there of their cruise experience, but also um, a link to our Wayfinder page, our Patreon group. And uh, you can see so much more and check out a few things. So again, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you being a part. And again, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, <laughs> always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.